We may have heard this morning the very sad news that there was a bomb blast in the marketplace in Kuwaita. Maybe 16 at least of our brothers and sisters have been martyred. It is also the uh, death anniversary of Marhum uh, Mustafa Mauji on the 7th of Sha'aban. And he was, of course, a leading light of our community. For all of them, let us recite a Surah Al Fatiha. الحمد لله الذي كان موجودا قبل حدوث الأشياء ويبقى بعد فناء الأشياء تفرد بالأولية والقدم ووسم كل شيء ما عداه بالفناء والعدم كما قال عز شأنه كل شيء هالك إلا وجهه وكل نفس ضائقة الموت وقال كل من عليها فان ويبقى وجه ربك ذي الجلال والإكرام سبحان من لا يخفى عليه اختلاف النيات ولا يعزب عنه معاصي العباد في الخلوات سبحان الله الذي منه خلقة العباد وإليه المعاد فمن يعمل مثقال ذرة خيرا يراه ومن يعمل مثقال ذرة شرا يراه نشهد أن لا إله إلا هو الملك الذي لا ينازع في ملكه ولا يضاد في حكمه يعذب من يشاء بما يشاء كيف يشاء ويرحم من يشاء بما يشاء كيف يشاء تعذيبه المسيئين عدل وعفو تفضل ونشهد أن محمدا سيد المرسلين اللهم سلام خير المبشرين والمنذرين صلى الله عليه وآله الهداة المهديين من ركب سفينتهم نجا واهتدى ومن تخلف عنها ظل فغرق وهوى إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما Awaited Savior of Humanity, Imam Al-Mahdi alayhi salam, my respected teachers, elders, brothers and sisters, Salaamu Alaikum Jami'an wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. I call myself and all of you towards God consciousness and piety in the way of your religion. A month ago we started a new series. And if you recall, we started the topic of Adabul how to be able to deal with differences of opinion in our community. We stated that this is a challenge for us, especially in our time, when there are so many different opinions that come to us, be it from scholars, be it from speakers, be it from politicians, 
But in the context of our particular community and the multiple different trends that exist within our community, there are conservative trends, there are progressive trends, there are liberal trends, there are intellectual trends. How do we deal with differences of opinion in a way which ensures our community remains united, strong, and with the akhlaq of Ahl al-Bayt in the way in which they have taught us to be able to deal with these differences of opinion. If you recall last month, we mentioned three things. We started with a verse of the Qur'an, which we will mention again in a minute, insha'Allah, which is the foundational verse about where differences of opinion come from. And then we mentioned that there was a scholastic opinion who mentioned that when differences of opinion come, the more that is written about one subject, whatever that subject may be, it shows us the potential depth of that subject. It shows us how wide that subject could actually be. And so, principally, when we see multiple opinions, when we see more research and writing on any mas'ala, this should not worry us. This should show us how wide the potential is of the discussion within that particular mas'ala. And thirdly, you may recall, we gave story of how some of the ulama deal with ikhtilaf amongst themselves. We mentioned the story of uh, Allama Sayyid Taba Taba'i and his student at that time, at that time, Grand Ayatollah Sheikh Nasir Makarim Shirazi. Do you recall we mentioned that Sayyid Taba Taba'i wanted his Tafsir Al-Mizan to be translated from Arabic into Farsi? And Sheikh Makarim said, I am a mujtahid, can I write my differences of opinion in the footnotes? And Allama Taba Taba'i said, let us debate in private then you can go outside with your public opinion. So if you recall, this is what we started with last month, and it is important to have recapped that because some time has passed. The verse of Quran that we start with, that gives us an indication as to where differences of opinion started. For today's topic, all we're going to do is two things. We are going to look at where differences of opinion might come from, the different ranges of where differences of opinion come from. And then we will continue to give one story of how the ulama, the marajih, deal with differences of opinion amongst themselves. So we can see the adab, the etiquette of the way in which they dealt with these intellectual challenges. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Baqarah, chapter number 2, verse 213, 213. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the following. Mankind, And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raised prophets as givers of glad tidings and warners. وَأَنزَلَ مَعَهُمُ الْكِتَابَ بِالْحَقِّ And then Allah sent with them, descended with them, the book with truth or in absolute truth. Why? 
لِيَحْكُمَ بَيْنَ النَّاسِ فِيمَا اِخْتَلَفُوا فِيهِ So that it may judge amongst mankind the differences that existed amongst themselves. وَمَا اِخْتَلَفَ فِيهِ إِلَّا الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا جَاءَتْهُمُ الْبَيِّنَاتِ بَغْيَمْ بَيْنَهُمْ And there was not to be None differed about the scripture, none differed about the book of Allah, except those who were given the book of Allah, and after them they came to them clear proofs, but out of jealousy and enmity amongst themselves, they decided to differ amongst the book. So here this is speaking about a particular category of people, that because they had enmity amongst themselves, because they disliked one another, they used the book to be a means of difference amongst one another. Now here the ulama give us certain categorizations as to why differences of opinion have come. And I want to mention two or three of them for us to be able to reflect on whether we have some of these challenges in myself, or whether there are people who might bring about certain challenges for us about differences of opinion in the community. There are a number of ahadith which comes to us from Ahlul Bayt where they talk to us about the issue, the challenge of ignorance. And ignorance being one of the sources of why disputation comes amongst people. I will mention certain ahadith from Amir al-Mu'mineen Ali ibn Abi Talib salawatullahu wasalamuhu alayhi And this makes up a first category as to why there is ikhtilaf between us, why there is such vast differences of opinion amongst us. And the first is that because of ignorance. If ignorance is in me and I display my ignorance, the problem may be that you might follow me out of my ignorance. This is one particular challenge. For example, Ahlul Bayt have said the following Al Jahlu Ignorance is the primary source of evil. Another hadith from Imam السلام, where he says Al Jahlu Fasadu Kulli Amr. Ignorance corrupts all matters. Another hadith from Imam Ali السلام, he says Allahumma Muhammad about the ignorant person and how the ignorant person can know whether he is ignorant or not. That's an interesting one, isn't it? Because none of us want to feel that we are ignorant. All of us wish to be able to say, we are the experts. When I say something, I know what I'm talking about. You have to listen to me. How do I know whether I have ignorance in me or not? As to whether to contribute to this discussion or not. Whether I should stay silent in this discussion or not. Such that I don't corrupt the discussion with my ignorance. How do I know that is correct or not? Amir al-Mu'mineen has two hadith. He says the following. Al-jahilu yastawhishu mimma ya'nasu bihil hakim. The ignorant person feels aversion towards that which the wise person feels at ease with. When the wise person feels at ease with something, internally the ignorant person will not feel the same level of comfort with that thing. As an example, the wise person feels very comfortable with reading, with reflection, deep reflection before he gives an opinion or before he speaks. 
the ignorant person won't feel a problem with that. He will feel comfortable in talking without having thought about what he needs to He will feel an aversion towards reading. And as a result, despite he doesn't have the knowledge, he will then say something without having the knowledge. There's a difference. The person will feel an aversion to the things that the wise person feels. Another hadith explains this as well about the signs, the internal way to measure. Al-jahil la ya'riful alima li'annahu lam yakun qablu aliman. The ignorant person does not understand the learned person because he himself has never bothered to learn. The ignorant person doesn't understand the knowledgeable person because he himself hasn't taken time to learn. If I haven't taken time to learn something, I will not understand the level of the discussion that the knowledgeable person is taking. Why then should I enter into that discussion that I am not capable of entering into? So the first reason as to why there is such differences of opinion amongst ourselves is because of ignorance. We have to make sure that we don't participate in that ignorance, God forbid. Now here there's an interesting opinion and this comes to us from a leading Sunni scholar from the fourth century and he's quoted very very widely and his opinion is a very profound opinion and think about this for our own selves. Think about whether we have this challenge when differences of opinion rise, how does this become spread? How do we end up in a fitna in the community because differences of opinion are being wrongly spread? His name is Abul Qasim al-Samarqandi from Samarqand. And he says the following. Sheikh al-Samarqand says the following. All fitna comes from just three places. The question is why does difference of opinion become so badly spread and makes fitna within the community? All of fitna comes from just three places. Three places. Number one, newscasters. The first source of difference and ignorance amongst us will come from those people who just constantly give out news. Something happens, they want to tell you about it. Something happens, they want to email you about it. Something happens, they want to text you about it. The first group of people that cause a fitna within the community, that cause ikhtilaf in the community, where ikhtilaf doesn't need to be, qailul akhbar, those people who spread their news. Number two, qarib istima'il akhbar, the one who seeks to listen towards news. What we might call today news hounds, right? They want it, they love the gossip. They love the fitna. They thrive off the fitna. They can't wait for that email to come. They can't wait for that text message to come. They can't wait to sit around with that chai and discuss everybody else's business. There is the spreader of the news. There is the listener of the news. And then there is al-akhbar. And then there is the consumer of that news. Right? He receives the news and he himself digests it. He himself pays heed to all this fit 
fitna that takes place amongst people, the arguments that exist amongst people, he wants to be a part of that thing. The scholar Arsal uh, Samarqandi continues, he says, لا من من He says, none of these three groups are free from blame. All three of these groups place their role within the community that spreads and ends up becoming a source of the fitna. The Holy Prophet of Islam, Rasulullah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam, has a wonderful hadith on how to be able to deal with this. Listen to the, the, the wording of this noble messenger. He says, وَطِّنُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ إِذَا أَحْسَنَ النَّاسِ أَحْسَنْتُمْ وَإِذَا أَسَأَ النَّاسِ أَسَأَتُمْ Accustom yourselves not to being yes men. What's a yes man? Someone does something, someone tells you to do something, you just follow along. Yes, yes man, yes sir. Right? Accustom yourselves not to be yes men. If people do good, you do good. But if they do evil, you also do evil. Don't follow the people, the way the people act. That's not your standard, that's not your barometer, your measurement for how you and I are supposed to be. That if they do good, you do good. But if they do bad, because you're so used to just following however they go, spreading what they spread, talking about what they talk about, then you end up being the same. Sometimes we have this issue. Sometimes we see politician from our community, an alim from our community, a dhakir from our community, a brother, a sister from our community, something happens and we end up allowing certain messages that don't need, listen to the words, they don't need to be spread out, being spread out. And we end up hurting our own community. What happens? We have to learn how to be able to deal with differences within our community. We have to learn how to manage those things. So here, Differences of opinion often come from ignorance, where a person who doesn't know whether they should speak, speaks. A person who gives opinion, he shouldn't give an opinion. And we have to realize that sometimes, sometimes, we end up help contributing to that. We have to ask ourselves, am I one of those three groups that likes to spread unnecessary news, likes to look out for unnecessary news, likes to consume that unnecessary news, and then we will be in a better position to reflect as to how we need to be. Now, there is a wonderful story. There is a book which I will recommend to everyone. This has been published by the World Federation, right? And this book is called The Ways of the Righteous. It is 72 stories, inspirational stories about our marajah. May Allah bless them. And in here, it's contemporary modern stories. All of our great Scholars are mentioned in here. Uh, Imam Khomeini, Imam Khamenei, Imam Shirazi, Sayyid Sistani, Dama Tawfiquhum, Allah Yarhamuhum. All of our great scholars, there are stories about their practices, the way in which they live. And I highly, highly recommend this book to our youth so that they have a better understanding of our great scholars and personalities, insha'Allah. One of the stories that the author mentions within this book, he says, I had the opportunity to sit down with one of the marajir, Grand Ayatollah Sayyid Muhammad Taqi al-Mudarasi, may Allah grant him a long life in the city of Karbala. And 
Sayyid al-Marja al-Mudarasi was talking to the author of this book, the stories mentioned in this book. He was talking to the author of this book, and Ayatollah al-Mudarasi is a great mufassir of the Qur'an. He's written dozens of volumes on the Qur'an. Every day he has a bahath uh, tafsir, a dars tafsir on the Holy Qur'an. So the student was sitting with uh, Ayatollah Mudarasi and he mentions in this book, Ayatollah Mudarasi says, you know one day I was in Qom, and I was walking in the streets and as I was walking across the other side, as uh, coming towards me from that road, walking past me was Ayatollah Sheikh Hadi Ma'rifat. May Allah bless him. Ayatollah Hadi Ma'rifat is also a great mufassir. In fact, he was one of the judges in Iran and held a very high position such that his fatawa are still precedents today in Iran, in the courts, especially when it comes to things like family courts. So you've got two great scholars of the Qur'an walking past each other, happening to meet on the road. One is Marja, one is great, great alim of highest repute, both Mufassirin. They passed each other, and Ayatollah Hadi Ma'rifat, remember this story is mentioned in this book. Ayatollah Hadi Ma'rifat starts to give salams and veneration to Ayatollah Al-Mudarasi. Starts saying to him, MashaAllah, your tafsir is brilliant, it is phenomenal, we're so impressed with it. Both of them had different styles of tafsir, right? They wrote in different angles of the Qur'an. Having told this story about these two scholars meeting with each other, Ayatollah Mudarasi says to the student, he says, what is your opinion? of my tafsir. Remember, he's just prefaced the story of him meeting another great scholar and that scholar has spent 10 minutes praising him. He now says, what is your opinion of my tafsir? What's this young you know, student going to say? Your tafsir is terrible? All he can say is, your tafsir is phenomenal. It's brilliant. This is why it's good. This is the angle it comes from. We're very impressed. Ayatollah Mudarasi says the following, listen to this and understand the greatness of the ulama when they deal with differences and the akhlaq of differences. Ayatollah Mudarasi says, I didn't tell you this story between me and Ayatollah Hadi Ma'rifat so you would praise my work like he praised my work. I told you this so that you could criticize my work. You have space to be able to give me constructive feedback on my work. Ayatollah Hadi Ma'rifat praised my work. But I want you to tell me where this work could be improved, where this work has a shortcoming, where it has a flaw in it, so that I can improve on my work and not just allow the work to be praised by you. Then he says, the tafsir that I have written is of a sociological perspective. It looks at the way society is. Does society change over time? Yes. So in 10 years time, some of my commentary may not be accurate anymore. It may be historically accurate, but may not be accurate for the present or the future. If you don't point out to me where society is growing, I won't know where I need to be able to update my works. Don't just praise my works. Tell me where I can improve my works. 
Now this is a marja who has written 400 books is telling a student if you see where I need to improve help me to improve. The sixth Imam Ja'far al-Sadiq salawatullahu wasalamuhu has a narration where he says the Prophet, the Prophet said my best friend is the one who points out my flaws to me. Did the Prophet have any flaws? The Imam says the Prophet said my closest companion is the one who may point out my flaws to me. Look at how the Maraja deal with differences of opinion amongst themselves. They don't just tolerate it. They say, show me where I can think more deeply and harder upon this issue. The humility that comes with differences of opinion. This is how we want to be. Someone comes to me and says, Jafar, you were wrong here. Why couldn't you improve in saying this? I should be humble enough to say thank you and want someone else to improve me. This is where we want to be, inshallah. A'udhu billahi minash shaytan rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Wal asri innal insana lafi khusr. Illa alladhina amanu wa amilu salihati wa tawasu bil haqqi wa tawasu bil sabr. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وبه نستعين ثم الصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى أهل بيته الطيبين الطاهرين المعصومين أما بعد أبيت السيد of humanity إمام المهدي عليه السلام my respected brothers and sisters السلام عليكم جميعا ورحمة الله وبركاته Two things are worth mentioning about some of the news that is in front of us in the world. The first one is about the re-election of Benjamin Netanyahu uh, the, as the head of the illegal and illegitimate state of Israel. This is a person who has committed massive war crimes, who is the head of an apartheid state being again given a fifth term to head of this government. We stand in opposition of this. We call out to the international community to have opposition to this and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant justice to all those people that have been oppressed. It's also worth mentioning about the arrest of Julian Assange. This is an individual who is not an American citizen. His news organization is not registered in the United States of America. Yet the United States of America has the power to be able to say to another government that without any precedent you should arrest this person and extradite to him. This is a very worrying thing for you and I because we want truth to be able to come out and some of the expositions that WikiLeaks has shown to the world especially about the crimes that were committed in Iraq especially about corruption that has taken place there has to be space for whistleblowing even if it be against government or especially when it be against government we should think very hard about what this means for our society and how this will be written in history our responsibility is to speak about this and be very much aware of the outcomes of things like this 